The brilliant horizon is expansive and breathtaking. We take a moment to pause and reflect on the future ahead of us. We see it's filled with infinite possibilities. It does require us to take the first step of faith to move forward. The journey calls to an irresistible drawing of desire deep in your soul, beckoning you ever forward. We're filled with hope and possibility. You must deeply engage in your faith to propel you into inspired action. Come engage with Jennifer Duza and Karen Smith as they lead, encourage, and inspire you through life's pivotal choices. We will focus on leadership, mindset, business, entrepreneurship, faith, abundance, and building your dreams. Jennifer and Karen's personal stories will make you think, laugh, be inspired, deepen your faith, and help you fulfill your own God-given callings. The world needs your gifts and talents. They lie ahead on your brilliant horizon. Welcome to today's episode. All right, well, let's get into talking about goals for 2021. I don't know about you, Karen, but I get a little giddy when I start thinking about the new year. I get my brand new planner and I start looking at all those fresh, clean sheets that are just ready to be written on. It makes me a little excited, I have to admit. It is exciting. I always love looking at what I'm going to start for the year, what I'm going to finish for the year. And I agree. It's always great to see those fresh blank pages, whether you're a journaler or a planner. One of my favorite things to do is go to the end of my journal and write sentences in there about what I have completed that year, even before I've started. I want to open the back of the planner to say, I have achieved, and then I make my list. And then that way it just reminds me like, oh, The ending's already there. I know that this is going to be done. That is such a great strategy. Though I'm curious to know, do you go this week and the end of your planner for 2020, say how you did on those goals? I do because I tend to not make New Year's resolutions, but rather have goals that are the strategy of my life plan. Some goals will actually be finished and realized and others, it's just more of a marker in time that I've made progress towards that goal. It is a really nice way to see what you've done and then also kind of know what you need to keep working on. I also go and write what I call a success list of everything good that happened this year that I actually accomplished. And then if I do have an area where I didn't quite finish something, I feel some encouragement and some good energy towards going ahead and keeping working on that goal that's still valuable to me. I love that. I revealed last episode, I'm not a journaler. I am a planner. And through my conversation with Karen this week, I do journal, but I do it in my planner. I'm a paper and pen kind of girl. I'm old school that way. I do keep a calendar on my phone, but I also have my planner that really kind of tracks where I'm going and what I'm doing. And I guess in that sense, I am someone that journals. I love it. You just have to decide what works best for you. And that'd be a fun thing for our listeners. Are you a journaler or are you a planner or are you both? Head over to our Facebook page and just drop us a note. Are you planners all the way or are you just taking it as the spirit lead? It's just fun to see different ways that people do things. I think that's a great plan. So team journal or team planner? (laughs) I know which one you fall in. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's obvious, but we'll have to see what that looks like. You're either team journal or team planners. We want to hear what you really are doing. And all right, Karen, so we started talking about goals for 2021, how exciting that is to get that brand new planner. 
and just start thinking about all the possibilities that are available for this year. We are here to help you. I don't like to make resolutions. I think resolutions are made to fail because you hear so many people talk about, I set my resolution and then two weeks later, yeah, I already gave up on that. And I think goals are different than resolutions. I think that's a really great point because I think you're right. Like I used to make resolutions and I quit because they did seem like they just were a setup for failure. What I have found is when I make a goal that I can have a really deep and connected why around that I end up accomplishing those. And I think as you get older in your life or you have a really big goal, sometimes it takes multiple years to actually accomplish it. And New Year's resolutions kind of indicate that maybe it'll be done this year. And I don't know about you, but some of my goals can be completed in a year, but I have other goals that I've been working on for a few years. They still are going to continue into the future, and I don't want to jinx that in any way. Right, right. You know, I do think that goals and resolutions are really the same thing. It's just um, maybe the timeline's different, as you suggested. Um, Maybe it is uh, that we're so used to hearing people breaking their resolutions that Mm -hmm. we're okay with that. But you don't want to hear people are breaking their goals and, and people don't break their goals. So maybe we should change it from resolution to goal. I like that. <laughs> Whether you are making a resolution or a goal this year, we really want to be here to help you. Maybe you have an idea. Maybe you don't know what you want to set as your goals for 2021. And maybe that's partly because of this whole crazy world we're living in right now with COVID. Or maybe it's just that you're in a transition period in your work and you're feeling like, gosh, I don't know what I should set my goals with. Karen, you made a great point about a strong connection with your why. Tell me Mm -hmm. a little bit more about what you mean by that. Thanks. That's a really good point. And and I think Jennifer, you're spot on mentioning that some people after such a hard 2020 may not really feel like engaging, but I will tell you sometimes when you're going through the hardest things of your life, finding one or two things to really getting re-engaged around can really help pull you through some difficult times. The thing about a goal is that it needs to have this deep and compelling why. Simon Sinek in his masterful book, Start With Why, really talks about how every worthy goal is really built around your deep connection to it. For everyone that looks different, for some of you, it might be your family, or it might you might feel like it's your life's calling, or it's something that would be a lot of fun, or maybe like many of us, you pick a word of the year, or you have a business goal that you want to be driving that around. But the amazing thing about getting the why right is that when the chips are down and things are hard, that is what's going to keep you going you will just have this renewed sense of energy to pursue the goal. An obstacle won't seem as big as if you're kind of like, well, I just was doing it because my family wanted it or my friends wanted it or, well, this is what my culture does or that's what I did last year. But something that really makes you want to make a committed decision around. And I'll give an example of, for those of you who have gotten married, you have to make that committed decision to marry that spouse without knowing how that whole journey is going to turn out. And yet it's your deep why and your committed decision that really helps you 
stick with that and be successful. And the other thing that I think you need to ask when you're kind of forming your goals is, is my goal actually worthy of me? So we tend to, to reverse that and just say, oh, should I work on that? Well, the reality is your goal should be worthy of your skills, your time, and your talents. If you know that you're being called to paint beautiful masterpieces, you shouldn't be spending your time doing something else. You should be painting those beautiful masterpieces. Absolutely. Through my training, I've talked and worked with the emotional why. What is mm -hmm. the emotion behind what you're doing? Absolutely. You know, there's a difference between I want a car and I need a car. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I am putting down as my goal to buy a new car, I want a new car is, you know, maybe I want that new latest and greatest flashy car that's out there. That emotional why of why do I need a car? I need a car mm -hmm. because my mother has Alzheimer's and I need to make sure I get to the nursing home that she's in every single day so that on those good days, I'm there to be with her, right? right? That's an emotional why that gets you going and, and gets that attachment to, I need to work so that I can make X amount of dollars so I can buy this new car, right? So we I love attach that. that emotional piece to it. When we talk about getting deeper with the emotion or with your why, that is what we're discussing. And that's a great point. Really, really powerful point because until you connect with the feeling and the actual belief around what you are doing, you won't have the energy to move forward. And when you make that feeling and that connection on the emotional piece, that is what actually starts drawing in the energetic space all of the resources that you need. And it actually causes you to be willing to then take the appropriate action to bring that into physical reality. And it helps that, why am I committed to taking on this second job? Why am I committed to working all these extra hours? It really helps you to stick with that goal long-term once you know that emotional piece to it. You know, Karen, we were talking about people that set goals, how that looks, what different scenarios are. So I wanted to bring one up that one of our listeners asked us to talk a little bit about is they are having a chance at a promotion at work and they need to sell a certain amount of dollars and volume units in order to win this account. Apparently there was a salesman who left and this gentleman has had a chance to go for earning this account through a certain amount of um, sales and bringing a certain number of units on. And he's asking us, how do I do this? I really know I'm made for the next level and for this account, but not quite sure how to attack this in the next couple of months. So we would, you're great at goal setting and helping people take inspired action. So what should this gentleman do first? You can look up how to set a goal or how to break down a goal from so many different people. I'm not recreating the will here, but when you're talking numbers, it's basic math. If I have a million dollar goal to sell a million units or a million apples, let's go with apples. Apples. I love apples, right? Because we all know what an apple is. We know where to get them, grocers sell them. What makes an apple different? Why should I buy an apple from this person versus this person? I need to sell a million apples this year. 
If I need to sell a million apples this year, I'm going to break that down. I like doing quarterly goals. It's about those hunks, chunks, bites, and nibbles. We're going to break it down. The million dollar goal is our ultimate goal. I'm going to do a quarterly goal. So how many do I need to sell per quarter and break that into four different sections? I need to sell a quarter of a million apples in this first quarter of 2021. And then every quarter after that. Uh, so how many is that a month? We're going to break it down even more. I started with that hunks. Now we're going into chunks, 83,333, infinity. So we'll just say 83,333 apples per month is what I need to sell. Then I break it down even more. So now we're into those bites. We're going to say 2777 apples per day is what I need to sell. Now, if we were eating those apples per day, that might be a problem, but we're selling <laughs> hey, apple to the a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, you might need a doctor if you ate 27,000 or 2,700 <laughs> apples a day. Let's make some pie and call it good. <laughs> that's how many we need to sell per day. So now we're down to those nibbles. Nibbles, you could break that into how many do I need to do an hour? How many phone calls do I need to make to my customers to bring in those customers to buy those 2,700 apples per day? So now we've just broken it down into a year, a quarter, a month, a day. So we're just breaking it down really simple, really easy. I like that because 2,700 seems like a much smaller and manageable number than like a quarter million. Right. I always say, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? But how do you eat 2,700 apples? Well, one bite at a time. So that would apply here too. One of the important things here is this gentleman was really concerned of how do I get there? What do I need to do? And so we've broken that down. Really what it amounts to is what are your personal numbers? Does he know what his personal numbers are? Does he know how many he sells per hour? What are his averages? Is he selling 10 apples per hour, per day, per month? I don't know. So we need to look at those numbers and understand what your personal numbers are and then say, am I even shooting for the right thing here or am I way out of my league? Right. That's a great point. If he's selling 2,500 apples a day and our goal is 2,700, it's a little bit of a stretch, but is it too far of a stretch? I don't think so. I think you can increase that and say, yeah, I can reach for that. But it's about knowing what do you need to do per day? And then really watching those numbers to make sure that you are coming in and you're hitting those numbers. So knowing your numbers as the month progresses Let's say that every day he's hitting consistently every day. Well, does he quit and give up and think there's no way I can attain that goal that I want of 1 million apples a year? No, it means that, you know what? Just like if you're hopping in the car and taking a little journey, if there's a detour in the road and a street is closed, we don't go, well, that's it. I'm just going back home. No, we readjust our map and the destination is still the same but we just have to take a different route. That's all. We don't throw our hands up and say, I'm, I'm going back home and I'm not playing with anybody. Uh, <laughs> we just readjust and recalculate as your GPS might say, and we don't quit. We just keep going. I think that's a great point you bring up too, because breaking it down really shows us what's possible, but then we have to keep reconnected to our why and it helps build that energy for us to go after that daily goal. Then our mindset and believing that we can get that done. And like you said, if you are falling a little bit short, like 
what do I need to do to get myself caught up or accelerated? It still is going to come back to that belief that you have in your own ability to close that gap and actually accomplish something. A lot of us start with goals and we lose our belief in it. I like to give the example of, do you believe in God or do you believe God? Because Mm. if you are thinking about your goals and maybe you kind of believe in it, but you have other goals, like think about someone who climbs like Mount Everest. They have a deep, deep belief in that goal happening and believing that it can happen and they never waver off of that. So anytime you find that you're struggling a little bit with your goal, just go back to that belief. Like, do I know that this goal is worthy of myself? Do I see myself accomplishing it? Another mindset trick is to like, see yourself accomplishing that. So like for this gentleman, I would say, maybe envision seeing that customer name on your list of customers to call, or maybe you're trying for a different promotion. Imagine like your name on that plaque, or like some people will do a temperature drawing and fill in the numbers. Uh, Like a lot of my Dave Ramsey clients, they'll, they'll have a temperature gauge for paying off debt. Just some kind of visual that just keeps deepening your belief and showing you your progress. And that kind of gets you back on track. And then you're like, I can sell these 27,000 apples a day and actually end up with a million apples sold in a year. Absolutely. Maybe with this promotion, this gentleman is getting that coveted corner office in the building. You know, maybe it is that cushy corner office. There are times when you need to close your eyes and visualize yourself sitting in that cushy executive chair or having that bigger desk or that corner office where you can see everything. I literally close my eyes and I start visioning and feeling the emotion, the temperature, the smell of that office, the smell of that leather chair. You just literally visualize it. So you have that strong emotion attachment to that goal. Absolutely. And And that's such a key point because What we often don't realize or are not taught is that it is the energy around that belief that actually begins to draw the final appearance of your achieving your goal into you. You know, whatever you're in harmony with is what you will attract into your life. If you're in harmony with achieving that corner office, things are going to start appearing in your path that are going to help you on that journey. As you continue to accomplish your goals, you're just going to continue to get one step closer and closer there. That, that belief is so, so powerful. It is. And even I hear a lot of athletes, athletes will literally, whatever their sport is, whether it's, you know, boxing or football or track, they will actually go on that football field in their mind or on that basketball court several times before they actually play that particular game. They're actually going through and playing that game in their mind, um, visualizing the ball in their hands, the texture of the ball and how that feels when they have that ball tossed to them and they grab that ball. What does that feel like securely Mm -hmm. in your hands? I can go deep in the woods on that and I won't, but it's true. It's very true, you know, and I think one thing we forget too is you have to see yourself from the end. So you have to see yourself in getting that corner office or winning that football game. And then that actually starts giving you ideas of how you need to conduct yourself, how many times you need to practice, how many people do you need to be in front of. And Mm -hmm. it is amazing how that begins to open the doors 
that you need for the opportunity to sell those million uh, apples in a year. And I love writing things on like a goal card and I carry that goal card in my pocket. So whenever I put my hand in my pocket um, or some people put it at the back of their phone, just you're constantly reading it and visualizing it, put it on your bathroom mirror, on your steering wheel, whatever it is. And it just keeps reinforcing to you that this is who you are. This is what you're achieving. And you get in such sync and harmony with it. And then again, whatever you're in harmony with is what you're going to attract into your life. How many times a day do we look at our phone? I see people put it on their lock screen on their phone as they're picking up their phone to go into it's it's right there. If someone is not willing to break that goal down, it's probably not the right goal for them. Right. And it definitely not the right goal or not the right why. Yes. So sometimes we can get caught up in, I call them like cultural paradigms. And so in a lot of the circles of faith that Jennifer and I are in, a lot of times people will say, well, I'm doing this for my family or my faith propels me to do this or I want this. And while there's nothing wrong with that, if you are mimicking somebody else's why or you haven't quite found the specific why that really gets you going on things, you will give up on your goal. And then you also won't do the work to plan out the how and you will end up not achieving your goal, which we don't want for anyone. So we just say, really take that time to find that real why. And any goal that takes longer than say a year to achieve, you might need to update your why every so often. Um, I know when I started initially in one of my businesses, it was to help me leave corporate America and become a full-time entrepreneur. And its goal was to pay my monthly bills. When I got to the point where it was paying my monthly bills, it wasn't a big enough why to keep going with that. And so I had to really sit down and figure out what was going to be my new why. And I began to realize this is one of the pieces in my multiple sources of income strategy. And by switching that why, it re-energized the work and the effort I was putting into that. That's a great point. Stephen Covey has a quote, start with the end in mind. And that's exactly yes. what we did here with a question that we had from our, um, from our viewer is, I have this big goal of 1 million. How do I get there? We started at the end and we worked our way back. And you know, that depth of belief really has to be there. If you said, Karen, you had this goal and it wasn't a big enough goal anymore. You mm -hmm. attained that goal. And that's, you know, as we are starting 2021, everybody at this time of year, looks at their calendars or looks at their empty planner and they say, what do I want to achieve this year? We're looking at it this time of year, but then what are the other times a year that you need to look at them? And you do need to look at your goals. You should be looking at them every six months at least, or whenever something life-changing happens. Mm -hmm. If children graduate and they go off to college and you, you're suddenly an empty nester, what do I want to do with my life? Loss of a loved one, unfortunately, that has great spiritual, emotional impacts, physical impacts, uh, you know, so you should definitely be readjusting your goals then. Loss of a job. And it doesn't even have to be big, huge things that happen in your life. It can be smaller things. I have a vehicle and I don't have to take a bus anymore. I now suddenly have two extra hours a day that I can do things in. What do I want to do at that time? Absolutely. And I, I think you bring up a great point too, because I really also want to encourage our listeners out there, 
maybe you had a super rough 2020. You just feel like you got the stuffing knocked out of you. And I would say, don't be afraid to dream again. Or maybe you've had a 20 year detour on what you actually want to do. And I would say maybe you have something that God's placed on your heart or you have a calling on your life or something you're really passionate about. Go ahead and start that goal. Today is the best day to start whatever you want. Even if you don't know the whole picture of how it's going to turn out, you know, Martin Luther King has a quote of says that you don't have to see the whole staircase before you take the first step. Mm -hmm. And actually it's that first step in faith to go towards our goals that really bring things like the next answer comes and then the next answer. And so, you know, whether you're feeling really discouraged about your dreams or kind of lackluster, or maybe you weren't even going to make any for 2021, go ahead and pick those back up. Be brave, step out there and, and know that, you know, the world needs your gifts and talents and let Jennifer and I help you break them down and become successful with it. And I would also say, you know, maybe you didn't get everything done in 2020 that you wanted. Well, why don't you go ahead and reignite those dreams or, if they really don't fit you anymore, go ahead and pass them along. Also, if you aren't making big enough goals, like your goals should be both exciting and scare you to death. Because if you already know how to accomplish something that you're going after, that's not a goal. That's just your normal operating position. And a goal needs to be enough scary and enough big that you actually are a little bit unsure about how to go about it. We are meant to grow and we're meant to expand. All your goals should bring about some kind of growth and expansion in your life. And, you know, one thing that we were mentioning about our gentleman that's got a million apples to sell. So one of the things that we were talking about with this gentleman and with our goals is that if our Steve has 2,700 apples to sell during the day, well, let's say he's a little behind on his goal. You know, we just said, don't give up right? You, you don't give up. You just readjust and you, you come back. Well, you know what? We have a little bit of ground to make up here with selling those apples because he's only been selling 2,500 a day. You need to give a reason for Steve to sell more apples and for people mm -hmm. to come in. Steve needs to come up with a way. So maybe he does like a two for one special. Maybe he does, you know, some promotion An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Things that, that talk about the health benefits of apples right? Mm -hmm. We want more people to buy these apples. Well, we need to get it, the information into their hands of why they need to buy these apples. Absolutely. So you, you, absolutely. Features and benefits. Got to give your customer a reason to buy these apples. You just can't sit them out there and expect everybody to come in and buy an apple. Mm -hmm. They might just pass right by the apples and go for the bananas. Exactly. And bananas are gross. <laughs> Yeah, I'm allergic. I'm allergic to bananas. Oh, so I was going to say, don't be discriminating against bananas. <laughs> well, you can keep the bananas. I'll eat the apples. <laughs> he will be happy with that. <laughs> it is. And I think that is also where when you have that compelling why, it gives you the ability to then start breaking down, like, how am I going to move these apples? And, you know, what ideas do I need to come up with? And what work do I need to do? And it'll keep you going until your goal gets completed. And then as you continue to make progress, and it's a little bit like I always say, it's easier to get a wheel, like once you have a wheel in motion to keep it in motion. And so when you're first building up that momentum with your goal, just keep working at it until it kind of, I call it the flywheel where it tips over the edge and it helps keeps itself in motion. But, you know, give your best, go after it. We do that to ourselves so often. And 
you know, stop breaking the promises that you make to yourself with your goals. Because think about when you make a promise to someone else, you do your level best to not break that. You keep your word, you you follow through with them. Well, make sure you're not breaking your promises to yourself because that will kill your momentum. Keep the momentum going. You can take breaks when you need to, but don't just stop. There's even when Jennifer and I are on vacation or we're doing other things, we're always keeping certain things in motion in our life with our goals. Being able to keep that going, it accelerates you. It's much easier just by the laws of physics to keep something in motion than it is to keep restarting the wheel again. So just don't, you can rest for a while, but don't quit. (laughs) You know, with Steve, the Apple guy we had, but this particular person wanted to come up with a way to hit this, this promotion that, uh, that he really wanted. We kind of broke it down and we were looking at what it is that he was doing. Um, And what I found out was that because he hadn't obtained those goals that he had set originally, he was mourning the loss of this promotion that he wanted. Mm -hmm. He mourned the loss of a, and discovered this by digging a little deeper with him and asking those questions of, what's going on? And how are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? Through him talking, I kept hearing him say things as if he did not get that promotion. I said, do you realize that you're mourning the loss of this promotion that hasn't even happened yet? That time period hasn't even happened, but you're already mourning something that hasn't even happened. Oh, I didn't realize I was doing that. And so we, then we kind of backtracked a little bit and we reframed that mindset to get him on the right path of, wait a second, I can still do this. Yeah, you can. What makes your, let's take Steve, for example, what makes your Apple unique mm-hmm. to any other Apple, any other store that's out there? What is so different about your Apple and why should they come to you, Steve, and buy that Apple? We start thinking in those terms. How do you? Well, and I, I really love that because so many times it appears that a goal is not going to happen. And then we prematurely check ourselves out. And this is something you can notice like with sports teams. If it is a really close game, you see both benches and both player, both sides really staying in the game. If it's kind of a blowout game and it seems kind of impossible, you'll see the losing team on the sidelines and they act like they've already lost. And it just pulls all the energy out. It pulls all the belief down and nothing happens. Or how many times have you seen a team lose by an easy touchdown when they should have gone after it because they just, they gave up or they reverted to that mode of saying, now I'm just going to mourn this loss and I'm not going to, when I actually have like two months left to actually go and accomplish my goal. Again, if you're having a rough go of it, have Jennifer and I call us up and, and, you know, book an appointment with us. Like, let us help you get back on track with things like that. All amazing, successful people have had some kind of coaching in their life for some things. Even Jennifer and I uh, help each other with some goals and we each have other coaches that we work with. And so don't be afraid to engage in asking for some help as well. You know, I would say to, you know, to Steve, what action are you committed to doing every day. I can break these goals down and I can tell you the numbers that you need. You don't even need me to tell you the numbers that you need. You can break down those numbers yourself. You don't need Karen or myself to do that. You just need to know what action are you willing to take and to accomplish today. That's so spot on because yeah, I mean, think about Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan. 
they still had to go out and practice hitting the ball every day and making those baskets. And you can have the best motivation or people encouraging you, but if you won't take the action, and I call it inspired action, and that's again where you have the right why, you have a deep-seated belief, Jennifer's ideas around breaking it down specifically, but at the end of the day, you've still got to put pedal to the metal and go out there and execute. And the Mm -hmm. thing about execution is that builds also the energy of the accomplishment. And so like, if you have success selling 27,000 apples one day, the next day you start the day knowing you did it yesterday. So you have a deeper belief that you can do it today. And then by the time you do it the third day in a row, and then the fourth day in a row and a fifth day in a row, it, it keeps growing. Think about winning team cultures that always seem to be winning. And then they attract all the help they need. Resources come their way. People want to work with them. And it is really amazing that energy that you put out. And again, just the right things are drawn to you to help you finish your goals. Absolutely. And then what is the next step? Okay, I I did this. What is that next step? What do I need to accomplish next? And then do I need to adjust my goal? Or do we need to adjust my why is another Mm -hmm. great question you need to be asking. And Karen, rewarding yourself. That's so important to be able to reward yourself, even if it's our guy, Steve, selling those apples. You know, what is he going to do to reward himself when he hits that first 2,700 day? He needs to do something. Maybe he should eat an apple to celebrate. I'd go with an apple watch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. You've got to do something to reward yourself. He hits that the first time he hit that 2,700 in a day. The first time I hit my first... 83,000 month. If I hit that quarter, that first quarter of 250,000, what am I going to do to celebrate? He could put sticky notes on his calendar, you know, on that, what would that be? March 31st, when he knows he's hit that mark, what's he going to do to celebrate? Maybe I'm going to go get a massage uh, that's not apple scented. I'm going to do a lavender (laughs) massage so I can relax a little bit. What are you going to do to celebrate? Maybe he's not a massage guy. Maybe he, maybe he's going to go and take a hike somewhere. People forget about the rewarding yourself along the way is it, it also adds to that encouragement and that energy that really helps keep us going. So I'll give you an example from my own life. Like I used to never reward myself until the great big, huge goal was accomplished, Mm -hmm. but I found that I would get discouraged halfway through, or I wasn't really acknowledging the hard work that I had done. And then I would end up almost discouraging myself. And so I had a big project I was working on and I hit a huge goal midway through and I I bought myself a simple silver bracelet and is something I can wear every single day. And when I look at that, it reminds me of all I've accomplished so far. And it also re-inspires me that I have so much more talent and capability than I actually give myself credit for. It's really powerful how just that little moment of encouragement because we don't always get all the encouragement from other people that we would desire, or there are going to be stumbling blocks along the way. And it just acknowledging and celebrating is really, really powerful. You don't need to withhold from yourself. Pick something that's meaningful to you. Maybe it is going for a hike. Maybe it's a nice meal out with friends, or maybe it's that weekend away at the cabin or whatever you choose to do, but something that's meaningful 
to you personally. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money, or it can. I have a friend, he rewards himself with uh, golf trips to different courses around the world where he wants to play golf. You know, when he hits a major business goal in his business, that's what he does. And he's got a checklist of amazing golf courses that he's golfed at all over the world. And for him, that's his thing. That's a great motivator for him. And consequently, he hits more goals than most people do because he's found what his powerful why and his motivating why is. He's also hitting more golf balls. (laughs) He is. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think the reward has to, the goal has to justify the reward. You're not going to say, I sold 2,700 apples. I'm going to take a golf trip. No. You're going to get that golf trip when you've made that yearly goal, or maybe it's that uh, six-month goal, depending on what kind of commission you're making or what is the right reward for that goal. Sometimes it is, I've been working my booty off, and you know what? I'm going to give myself permission to take a nap. I'm going to give myself permission to read a book of fiction. Nothing mm-hmm. self-help, nothing motivated as far as goals are. I'm going to just read for fun. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's, I'm going to binge watch a weekend of Netflix. Whatever yeah. it is that that is your thing, give yourself permission to do it. If you've been working hard, we need that mental break once in a while. It is. And it also deepens your belief in yourself. So again, you know, you're good at keeping promises to other people. Start keeping your promises to yourself. And when you're tempted to bail on your own goals or your own dreams, just remind yourself of like, hey, I'm going to reward myself with this and or um, I'm going to build momentum. And what is it that I want at the end versus this temporary moment of pain envisioning that success? And I think it's a really powerful way to just, again, it's another key tool to get you to your goal. Mm -hmm. Another scenario that just popped into my mind here is, you know, we've both done or been associated with direct sales before on network marketing, MLM, whatever you've referred to it as. Part of that is asking people to join your team, to pursue this opportunity that the company is doing some special or some trip, some incentive, whatever it might be, but you're asking people to join and be a part of your team. So You know, one of the things with that that I heard a lot about, uh, probably 99.9% of the time with my coaching clients that are in direct sales, I hear, I don't want to be pushy when asking Uh, someone to be a part of the opportunity. They're having a problem with recruiting. I'll ask, what's holding you back from doing that? Well, I don't want to be pushy. What makes you think you're being pushy? It, time and time again, it's the same answer. And it's, I don't want to be pushy. Well, ma- what makes you think you're being pushy? Well, I had this friend that did whatever company and I don't want to be just like her because then I started avoiding her. Well, has anybody ever told you you've been pushy before? Well, no. Okay, then what makes you think that you're going to be pushy? All right, right. we're just going to do this whole self-coaching right here, right now on this episode, because I want you to go through those steps and think about what you went through to have this belief. One of the things that I tell my clients, Karen, is I will tell them to take the I out of that equation. I have nothing to do with this. If I'm coming from a place of service and I want to serve my friend, my client, whoever it is, I need to be thinking about their situation and what this extra income could be doing for 
this person, not yeah. about how I'm going to come off or how I'm perceived, but would this make a difference in their life? Yes. And I think that's a really key piece is that true sales and the true spirit of sales is service. If you think about some of the most amazing life moments you've personally had have been created by an amazing salesperson. So whether that was purchasing your first home, buying your first car, or maybe your favorite car, or even when you go to buy an engagement ring, some really amazing experiences are created by that. And yet we've also all had bad experiences, but generally when someone's saying, I think I'm being pushy, it's usually because they have a fear of someone rejecting their offer. It's really about flipping that around to say, well, it's not about you. It is about the person you're trying to help. And whether you're selling cars or giving people an income opportunity or doing any kind of different services. Like I'm thinking about one of my customers, he actually hauls timber for the, for the oil industry up in the um, Canadian wilderness. And he even has customers where he's like, well, I'd love to call another 20 loads for them, but I don't want to seem pushy. And here it is a totally different industry, but it's well, but you have the trucks and the only way he can get his logs to market to make money in his own business to pay his employees is by connecting with you. You pairing with that person makes that opportunity happen. And it's the same with direct sales. Um, giving someone the opportunity so that they have a chance to hit some of their own goals, that's a great gift to give to somebody. Here's the other thing. Let's go back to Steve and his apples. You know, once starts, Steve starts doing his research about apples and he discovers what are the health benefits of eating an apple a day? What are some of the great recipes you can make with apples? Some of the fun facts about apples. So he starts gathering all this knowledge about apples and he starts getting excited. Have you ever noticed that when you experience something for yourself, whether it's a service, a particular new product or something that you've just discovered, you get excited about that, right? And so then suddenly you're sharing it with other people and they they see your excitement. And they're like, well, pff, I gotta go check out these apples that Steve's selling because those are really exciting. Those sound pretty good. Or, you know, you just got a great pedicure somewhere. Well, I'm gonna go check out that place because Karen said how fabulous it was. So yeah. we get excited about something. Sometimes it's just about sharing that excitement. Sometimes it's about telling them what are the benefits to them about eating apples. And in fact, you know, maybe I do need to eat more apples. And Steve down at the grocers told me all these great facts about apples. And you know what? He showed me some different recipes that I'm going to make with these apples. And did you know there's differences in apples? It's not just an apple. There's the Fuji, there's the Macintosh, there's the, right? Now I know all these things about apples and I'm sharing them. And now all of a sudden you're excited about apples and you don't even like apples. Exactly. Or sometimes it's about making someone's life better and they didn't even know that. So I'll give you a perfect example of my own life. Earlier this year, I had, I had to upgrade my cell phone. I hadn't had a new cell phone in about four years and I was way behind the times. Well, when the salesman was telling me about the features of the phone, he brought out these amazing little earbuds. I had never seen these things. They looked amazing. He explained to me how they could help me be more successful in my business. Within minutes, I was like, I have to have these. And you know what? I didn't even know that product existed until I walked into that store. And after he listened to me about what I do with my business and my clients in three countries and other things that I do, he's like, oh, he's like, you got to have some super high quality earbuds. Try these out. Oh my goodness. I love them. And again, he, if he would not have said anything to me 
like, oh, well, she doesn't want me to push another product on her. I would have never known. And they've improved the quality of my life and my business in so many ways. Or I will tell you as a Dave Ramsey financial coach, a lot of people that I coach are just one to $500 away from not being able to pay their monthly bills. If you have an opportunity with your company, whether you're an entrepreneur and you're hiring employees or you're with direct sales and you have some joint specials for team, don't not offer those to people. You never know what that person has been praying for. We've all had situations, I'm sure, where someone says, man, I've just been praying for this opportunity and, and it it's here through you. So don't ever not share those opportunities with people. Here's another point. I'm going to flip this around here, Karen, that gentleman that helped you at the, at the store, maybe he went into work that morning and his boss was, you need to sell five pairs of these earbuds today. And he might be thinking, how in the world am I going to sell these earbuds, bring them to somebody and tell them they need to buy these. I'm just going to be told no, 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 all day long. But you know what? He came in and he listened to you and what your needs were and said, Karen, this would be great for you. You need these earbuds. I love it. Here they were. They look at how amazing you're feeling about these earbuds. Really, he might have came in thinking, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to be told no. How do we know that that didn't happen that day? Absolutely. And that's the thing is you never know what's going on in someone else's world. And just like they don't know what's going on in your world. But if you are being of service to people and you're listening and you're really helping people, listen for those opportunities to make a difference. And especially if you have sales-oriented goals, really come back and say, how am I using this to be of service to people? And it is amazing the doors that just will naturally open. You know, that will propel you towards the goals that you want and you'll help a bunch of people along the way. It's a beautiful balance of the natural law of giving and receiving. That keeps you in harmony with God's natural laws and also brings about great abundance into everyone's life around. This is where we talked about this head, heart, and hustle. This Mm -hmm. is where you're doing that heart-centered, I need to listen to this person and feel and think about what their needs are. Not about me, but genuinely being interested in listening to my customer and what their needs are. Absolutely. When you help other people get their goals, yours will naturally come into fruition there. So, you know, we would just encourage you guys take all these tips we've been putting out to, together for you guys today, that really powerful and compelling why, making that committed decision that and deepening your belief breaking it down with those hunks, chunks, bites, and nibbles and that <laughs> Jennifer's so famous for. And then, you know, when you have a detour day, just get back on track and reward yourself along the way with some little wins and then bring that into full circle and you'll start seeing things happen. And just maintain that heart of service and bringing value to everyone that you meet. It's amazing what's going to happen. Uh, Jennifer and I are here to help you along your journey. If you need some individualized coaching or coaching for your team, your business, uh, whatever that may be. And you can find her at Jennifer Duza Consulting on her Facebook page. And you can find me at my website, purelightleadership.com, as well as our Brilliant Horizons um, podcast. Facebook page and Instagram pages. Uh, Karen, I wanted to point out, I'm actually going to be on a podcast. I was asked to be on another podcast 
Directly Different is the name of the podcast. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of different direct sales companies coming on and and talking to their leaders and what makes them different. I will be on that on January 7th. So be sure to hop over there and and listen in. And whether you are with direct sales or not, you may want to take a listen uh, to hear what different leaders are talking about on that podcast. Yeah. And we want to thank you guys for joining us again. Thank you for all of you guys who have sent us notes, um, left us reviews. We really encourage you guys, please go like, subscribe, and leave a review. You guys have no idea how important that is. Um, And also message us if you have questions. We love your feedback. Don't forget, are you team planner or team journal? Um, We would love to hear from you guys and just encourage you to come back next week for another fun show with Jennifer and I. Yes. Take care. Stay healthy, everyone. And we can't wait to hear what your goals are for 2021. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We hope you found value in what you heard today. Drop us a note to let us know your favorite takeaway or application from today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any episodes. While you're there, be sure to leave us a review. And as always, if you're ready to grow and advance your own God-given callings, contact Jennifer or Karen for personalized coaching. Don't let your dream go one more day without living it out.